Hey dorks, just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And we are absolutely blessed to have you here with us this week. Blessed. Hashtag, hashtag blessed. My mouse was one cell down. That's why we got the bell first. I was like, I can't have made it sense. Was, it's like, blessed. It was the wrong one. Yeah. It's like you're ringing the bell <laughs> at, the, at the, 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 the guest services at heaven. It's like, yeah. ding. Oh. <laughs> They come down. How may I help How you, sir? We help you. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you again, Mr. Strandland. Thank the you. Answer the, still, the answer is still no. You cannot come in. <laughs> God damn it. See you next time. Oh. God damn it. That's why. That's and that's as they fly away. That's why. That's why. <laughs> Oh man, I know to the yeah. to listeners, uh, it hasn't been that long, but I feel like it's been a long time since you and I have talked yeah. because it was every an extra couple days. Every time we record uh, something on the weekend, it throws our recording schedule off. So it does put us like I think it, it's like something like nine days. It puts us a week and some days out from recording the next one. So yeah. we go a long time without talking, and it uh, it's like it's like a weighted blanket has been lifted off me, and I. I'm, I'm naked now and I'm I'm nervous and I need naked I need to lay back on me and I'm hard, yeah. you know, and it's like, ah, I don't have any hands. So someone's got to take care of this because I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm yeah. too nervous. <laughs> it's a weighted blanket. You're my weighted blanket. Doug. <laughs> That's the nicest thing you, I've heard today. <laughs> I need you to lay on me. <laughs> That's something, that's something I wish I could just hear as like a daily affirmation. You are my weighted blanket and I need you to lay on me. Like, okay. Hope you All know right, what this means. <laughs> You're not going to like this. Jared came in at the right time. Good time to join. I'm naked and hard. <laughs> that's that's accurate. Do, 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 do. Um, uh, real quick, I want to do a yeah. Doug, Doug weight update. I am now... I have lost over 50 pounds at this point in time. Nice. Ah! Well done. Ah, yeah, I'm feeling good, man. I had a, a new personal best today. I was 237. 237. That's fucking awesome, man. How do you, yeah. how do you feel? Again, we talked about this offline, but uh, I always equate this to carrying around bowling balls. Yeah, right. Like when I, when I started with the marathon thing and dropped my weight, I was like, man, that's three fucking bowling balls. 10 pound bowling balls that I'm not carrying around. So think about strapping 10, 10 or five, 10 pound bowling balls to you. That's an insane amount of weight to drop. Exactly. And Jared, to answer your question, it's 22 and a half kilograms. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hey, E207! You leave for a month and Doug's just skinny. It's been more than that. Been more than a month, but thank you. Yes. Yeah. No, I don't want it back. Thank you. I'm good. My goal is to lose more. But yeah, more. I feel good, man. I feel really good. Just little things in general. Um, like, I'll give you an example. Um, for some reason, the outlet in the back of my house that I used to plug my smoker in just fucking stopped working at night. So I had to get out the extension cord and do that. And usually when I'm done, I roll it up around my arm. And yeah. in the past when I've done that, because I put it around my left and I do it in my arms, like my arms are getting tired as I just put the loops around. And tonight I did it. I'm like, hey, they're not tired. You know, the little things like that. <laughs> so you so you're saying that in the past, just holding your arm up for for like over 30 seconds. Yes. While wrapping stuff around it, I'm like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> it's you know? amazing what the human body can do. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, it's felt good. It's felt good just to go to the gym and, yeah. um, you know, I have a, a, a regular routine. I, I go there three to four times a week. I walk approximately at least five miles a day. So if not more, depending on like I, I do two specific walks that get me yeah. five miles and then like, you know, plus I do other walking just throughout my day so i'm feeling really good um good and then you know i then watch videos of food like how to make movie theater popcorn at home and i'm like ah, well i gotta try this you know <laughs> so i did that tonight i made some but yeah. i only had a couple of handfuls so i didn't eat it and See, then there you go there you go right and then you didn't, I, you didn't turn the bowl up i wasn't like just... this is mine fight me for it child you know <laughs> like like as would happen in the Cochran household. Yeah, I would have uh, just been like, see, yeah. see who gets to the bottom first. Rah, rah, rah. You know, it's just like going to town on it. And right. um, yeah, I was like, I'm like, I'll have a couple and, you know, get to taste it. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. I'll do better next time is the first time I was doing it. And then I also know how to make it's salted maple caramel corn. So Ooh, that sounds tasty. Yeah, it sounds fucking delicious. So uh, yeah. I'm going to make that kind of for... like almost like a kettle type corn, like mm -hmm. a little, little salty, little sweet. Yeah. Yep. Yep, so that's going to be good. I'm going to try that. I also learned how to make pita bread, which I'm like, yeah, baby. I'm going to fucking get that. I haven't made bread in forever. Yeah, so. for a long time. You were on a you were on a real heavy bread kick. You were you were becoming quite the baker. Yeah, I'll never be slotty, but uh, I was trying all different types of bread. So um, and I was like, <laughs> I love I just recently tried this recipe with pita bread. And I was like, the store bought ones. It's fine. But it's like you can make your own. I'm like, I want to make my own. I'm going to make my own. I'm make yeah. my own pita bread. Did you get into the whole, uh, you didn't do the whole sourdough starter bullshit. Nah. Thing I was like the of the sourdough right? I know is like supposedly really good, but I've seen multiple videos on what it takes to make it. I'm, I'm not, in, I'm not there for it too much. Yeah. Way too much effort for bread. I'm just like, I'm not going to do it. So <laughs> okay. it's, it's too much. I don't want, nah. I don't want to feed my bread. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I already take care of a daughter, a cat, and a dog. I don't need to take care of another living entity. Yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, Jared said, are you doing weights at the gym or just cardio? I'm actually uh, doing weights at the gym. And then I'm eating really well. And then I'm walking. Like, I don't actually do a ton of cardio. Because from my understanding, cardio is a big lie. Um, in the sense False. of... Com. In the sense of, if you're doing mostly cardio and nothing else... It's not necessarily, it will still be good for you, but it won't necessarily get you the results that you want because that's the only thing you're focusing on. Now, again, Justin, you've run two marathons and, uh, you know, you look, you look I don't great. Know, I dropped 30 pounds yeah. when I ran my first one. I put some back on. Sure. But I dropped, I 
it melted off me on that first one. So I, I know I've heard the same thing where people are like, cardio doesn't make you lose weight. And I'm like, ah, I'd love to have this discussion further because <laughs> how, how? That, I, I how? think again, coming from a non-expert here, I, um, I truly don't know. Like I'm not yeah. I'm willing to be proven wrong. I just, I feel like it did. <laughs> yeah. It obviously did. I saw you, you ran two marathons. You look great. Like it's, yeah, it's, it, it obviously works. Um, I think it's probably gets into the nitty gritty of how much, how many calories are you burning and how much does it continue to burn when you're done? Because yeah, that's sure, another, that based on sense. the exercise yeah. that you do, you know, sometimes strength training and stuff like that, your body will continue to burn calories or continue that going, whereas cardio may taper off a lot sooner. So again, sure. if you're, and again, it also probably depends on the frequency, right? If you're well, running to run a marathon over yeah. an eight month period, you're probably going to see some results. <laughs> I was going to say too. most people when they do cardio, it's like, oh, I did 30 minutes of cardio today. I was running 15 miles on the regular. So that's when you go extreme on anything, you're going to see, you know, uh, skewed results. We'll say you will see strong results one way or the other, depending on how you do it in the extreme. So for sure, that is a real thing that will absolutely happen. So, yeah, I've been trying to get back into into it, too. So for the last uh, I've been probably four weeks strong now four five weeks strong. Uh, I've been doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I've been going to the gym and I've been lifting nice. and then I'll run and then I'll run three miles after that. And then Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, I will, I'll go out and I'll run four miles. Dude, so good I've been for trying you. to do six days a week, uh, three days lifting and running and three days just running. That's awesome, so, man. It's been good. I've actually seen, I haven't seen a ton of weight loss, but I have seen some, uh, muscle definition starting to come out like in my arms and shoulders, which has been really cool. Yeah, because I'm the kind of guy that if you don't see results, I start to get really deterred. So yeah. it's been nice to see. I'm like, oh, I can by no in no way, shape or form. Am, am I like, yeah, I got muscles now, bro. <laughs> but I'm starting to see a change in my physiology. So which yeah. is, that's nice. Yeah, I've got the flappy skin right now. So uh, I'm yeah. I'm working. I'm working on like yeah. I went up like this the other day <laughs> with my arms. I was like flappy, flappy, flappy. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, we've lost some weight. So we'll we'll work. We'll work. We'll get it back to where it belongs. We'll call that a win. Yeah, yeah it's cool. <laughs> The, the scale says I'm 237, so that's good. I'm doing well. My body's just adapting, and we'll get yeah. there. It's no big deal. We'll we'll tighten yeah. that up. Uh, but also, when I lift weights, I do more full body stuff. It's not just yeah. isolated muscle stuff that I used to do. It's like okay. pushing a weighted sled or doing you know things where it's it's using multiple parts of my body, which is great because yeah. I feel like it's also doing a little bit of cardio and it's using more than just one. I'm gonna isolate curls. And just yeah. do that. I'm going to do other things that will incorporate that, but also incorporate other parts of my body as well, which is See, that's really nice, nice. That you have that option. I would love my gym. It's in my building and it's, you know, it, it's small. It's a, if anyone yeah. has lived in an apartment, that's got some amenities like you, you used to live in an apartment across the I street did. that had a gym and you know what those look like. They've mm-hmm. got stuff, but they're not, yeah. they're not, you know, wonderful. I wish I had the ropes and the sled and that kind of stuff. I would love yeah. to do. Because for me, I do. I, I I'm such a novice with lifting, and I'm a, I I feel like I'm not doing it right. Yeah, I'm taking what you taught me in that brief period, <laughs> and I remembered. I'm like, okay, cool. It's not about the extension. It's about bringing it down slow and engaging the mu- like. So I'm I remember a little bit, and yeah. then some things that I've looked up online. But I know there's more I could be doing. But I don't feel like I have anything down there that can get me a full body workout like that sled like the ropes yeah. things that you have at a, yeah. a full gym that you go to i i i just I've, i i'm missing that 
element, I feel like. And you asked me why I decided to pay for a gym. That's why. Because there's sure. all those other elements. They have kettlebells. They've got medicine balls. They've got yeah. ropes. They've got all sorts of stuff that... Plus the machines and stuff that I like to use. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's that gets me real excited. And, um, yeah, I've really been enjoying just the way that I feel afterwards. So, which has been yeah. really good. Etoy, to ask your question, I use an app called Noom which is both something that kind of helps you. It, it teaches you how to eat better through psychology. It also has a step counter and all this other stuff. And it does a great way of tracking food. It's been the genesis of all of this. I was looking to make a change. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give Noom a try. And uh, I haven't looked back since. So it's, it is a monthly subscription, but it, it's totally fucking worth it, in my opinion. Because for me, as I've said before, it's about understanding my portions and understanding I needed I needed the metrics of like what's don't want to call it good or bad to eat, but what's a smart choice? What is going to right. what what can you eat that is gonna fill up this ogre tummy to, to, to stop being hungry, but also is gonna be good for me as well. Get like in my belly. Like the other day I was really hungry still, and I was like, Well, I'm just gonna eat grapes until I'm full. And I did, you know, I ate, I counted them, I did I ate a hundred grapes. And that was and that was uh, 200 calories. But I was just like, I'm going to eat these. And I felt really full afterwards. I was like, this is what I need as opposed to, you know what I want? Something sweet. And then I eat something sweet. I'm like, I'm still hungry. And then I eat, you know, it's it's you know, I don't want to do that anymore, man. Like I I, want to be able to eat something that's going to fill me up. That also, I'm going to teach myself that I can eat what I want. I just have to be mindful of the portions. Like, I could have a handful of popcorn and not be like, because I'm also drinking a lot of water throughout the day to fill up my stomach and just doing other stuff. Like, the portion control was always, it's always, has been and always will be my problem. Right. (laughs) Without a doubt. Well, and that's that's the same thing for me uh, with like, uh, because we've talked about chips are my absolute Achilles heel. And so I will house a bag of like Doritos if they're in the house. But if, you know, again, to your point, you can have some, but you know, if the serving size is 14 chips, then measure out 14 chips yes. and enjoy those and then be done with it. Yeah, and I've, that's, oof. it's, that's so it's not, it's not uh, just gorging on that. My thing though, is very similar to you. Like where you get that, like, I want something sweet. I get salty for me. I want something salty and, I find, and I, I might just need to do more research on it, but I'm finding it harder to, like with sweet, you've got grapes, you've got watermelons, you can, mm. there's so much you can do with that. With salty, it's real hard to find something that is in the, in the green category of, of Noom uh, that is satisfying for that. Yeah, it's true. And um, yeah, it, 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 the thing with me too is I'm a real cockroach in the regard of I find what works and I just stick with it. Like I find I, which is something I need to challenge myself out of because I definitely put things into categories of good or bad and it's not good or bad. It's just food. And one of the biggest things I invested in was a scale for the kitchen, because when you realize how much, I don't know, eight ounces is, you're like, holy shit. Like when when I used to eat a whole Costco ribeye, I, I weighed that. I'm like, this is over a pound. This is a pound and a half of goddamn beef and i would just damn right and i would it was delicious and i would eat all of it and then other things i'm like what the fuck am i doing so now i weigh it out four to five ounces i get some roasted potatoes in there i throw in some veggies i spread the plate out to be like this is 60 percent vegetables (laughs) 
<laughs> and 40%, maybe 70, 30. So I right. eat those other things and then I eat that so I can still enjoy it. And I've kind of gotten myself to the point where I'm like, all right, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I can do this now. And, and now part of it too is like teaching you how to use your intuition. It's like actually saying rely on Noom less, like take a day, don't track right. your stuff, see how you do. And, yeah. and, and know that it's going to be okay. Like if you don't get it today, you can get it tomorrow. And it's just having an extra cookie is not going to add two pounds tomorrow. Right. It's going to even out. You just have to remind right. yourself to keep going. And, and I think that's the thing I like about this is the longevity of it. And also not focusing on some sort of goal weight, because that may not be where your body wants to be. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's just a number. And I have a number in mind. I don't know if it's feasible or if it's like yeah. maintainable. I'm going to try. And if it's not, I'll be cool with that. Whatever. I'll go to wherever my body is like, this is where we need to be. I've always said that I don't really mind what I weigh. It's how I feel and what I like, what I look like optically. Like, yes. So I don't if because, again, like, you know, you can be 30 pounds of muscle looks very different than 30 pounds of fat. So yeah. if I don't lose 30 pounds or if I lose it, but put it back on with some like the number is not, I, I used to do the same thing where I was obsessing over the number and the number I've realized is, is far less important than just the feeling. And when you look at yourself and go, cool, I'm happy with this. Or yeah. like, for example, a good indicator is, can you fit into a shirt that you want to fit into? Yeah. You've, you have said that you've been able to expand your wardrobe because there's been some shirts that have just been off, off limits for you because you couldn't physically fit into them. Yeah. And now they're hanging off you. And you're like, cool. So this is this is where I'm happy because I can fit into these things. Now. This shirt I'm wearing right now, I didn't used yeah. to wear much. Like I got a lot of stuff for, you know, I'm like, it feels really tight and uncomfortable. And I'm yeah. wearing all of those shirts now. I put on a Batman shirt that I've never worn because it was too tight. And yeah. I actually put it on the other day for the first time and I wore it. I'm like, nice. I feel comfortable in this. I'm like, yay. Like those are the kinds of things you're like, all right. Yeah. This, this is this is working three shirts in my closet that are my one day shirts there you go one of them i've never worn hey. and two of them i wore right it was the year after i did the marathon when i was still able to but then after that <laughs> game over and they've just been sitting and they sit next to each other they're friends mm-hmm. now <laughs> they're yeah. buddies they're yeah. buddies they've gotten comfortable so yeah i um yeah i definitely it's been a good problem to have where i'm like these shorts don't fit me or, right. you know, I got, I'm going to a wedding this weekend. I'm like, fuck, I don't even know. Like, I, I, suit? Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to wear jeans. But I was like, I don't even know if these jeans fit me. I was like, I'm going to wear my sport coat. That should be fine because yeah. the sport coat was always a little snug. <laughs> I was like, this one sure. should be fine now. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm looking at some of my shirts and I'm like, oh, man, like my neck. You can really see my neck here because it's just like <laughs> it's really hanging off yeah. of me. I'm like, it's a good problem to have, man. It's a good problem yeah. to have. <laughs> it is. That is. And that's the hard part with this with the weight loss journey is because you're just like, fuck. I do need to spend a significant amount of money to swap out my swap out my wardrobe so I don't look like a fucking like uh, just a vagabond, just things yeah. hanging off. And I've already yeah. bought some clothes that I also don't fit into anymore. Like I bought a <laughs> pair of swim trunks and I'm like, oh, shit, these don't fit me. Right. Anymore. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I need to buy some new ones. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 definitely <laughs> a, a good problem. problem to have, have. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a great problem. And um, yeah, I just feel like updating because uh, I don't know, it's a, a big win today to kind of hit under the go over the 50 pound loss mark and i was like holy shit absolutely man i made you it past celebrate that for sure yeah and i was like okay we got this baby 30 more pounds right. to go let's see if we can get there you know and now if not what big deal to celebrate yes 
Yes, let's have some salted caramel maple popcorn. Thank you, Etoy. <laughs> and Slotty, uh, yeah, your sourdough. Congratulations. You fed it for a year. Nobody cares. And uh, scale is great for <laughs> wing bread like focaccia. I'm glad you got a focaccia pan because focaccia ain't ain't nothing to, to drinks. I got your focaccia right here. Yeah, right here. Points to Dick. Right here. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, well, that was a nice little diatribe. Let's talk about uh, a couple of things we gotta get through real quick. Number one, don't forget to let's do us on Spotify. Boo, 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 boo. Amongst other places. And actually, there's another place, another app that um, I just actually started using because I like it. It's called Good Pods. Good Pods. It's an awesome app. It's kind of like the Instagram of the podcast world where as you listen to stuff, it kind of goes on a feed and you can follow people and you can kind of see what they listen to. You can also rate and recommend stuff on there. I'm a big fan of it. I I, I really like it. It's pretty cool. We're on there, too. So I say go check it out on your phone. I've actually stopped using Apple Podcasts and started using that instead um, just because I want to. I don't know. I just I, I feel like, you know, Apple Podcasts is fine. It doesn't have all of the features of Apple Podcasts, but I like the idea of the community that's around um, Good Pods. So for sure. Yeah. Completely not paid promotion. I'd say go check it out. I think it's cool. They, they pretty much all of your podcasts are there. You just add them up and give them a listen. And uh, yeah, you can kind of get some feeds going and check us out there. That'd be really cool. Um, also, don't forget to check out our Discord server. Head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast in our about section. You'll find a little banner that says Discord. Just click right on there. It'll send you over, accept the invite, and join our happy, dysfunctional family. We uh, set up game nights uh, for all sorts of shit. We post uh, great memes. We have uh, different discussions about different stuff. You can also submit anything you want for the podcast there as well. If, like if you have throwdown ideas or we have a new section there called Ask Practical Doug. If you have a question you'd like to ask Practical Doug, just list it there and we will answer it on the podcast. Uh, For those of you who may be newer, we did this. uh, This was a a segment or a bit we did uh, a couple years ago. Way back in the assignment desk days. Like we started on on Twitter. (laughs) On Twitter. But we we did a few of these on where we had people submit. uh, This was still when we were in the Elephant and Castle down in the ENC Lounge. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, guys, if you want, here's the thing. You've got an expert at practicality right here at your fingertips. All you've got to do is just go to Discord and ask Practical Doug. Mm-hmm. And you can get the answer to any question that you want. I listen. don't think you realize how valuable this is. Yeah, listen, it's probably going to be short because it's going to be short and sweet. It's going to get to the point because that's what Practical Doug does. Like my prom night. Right. Short, sweet, to the point, full of magic and consent. Two very important things. Um, yeah, uh, ask practical Doug, shoot us, shoot a question and practical Doug will answer it on the podcast. Uh, don't forget to check out our merch on Redbubble, redbubble.com. Just head over there. Look for mind gap podcast. My goal is to get a new design up there soon. I really want to do that. We've had, uh, two great designs up there. The classic mind gap logo, as well as the, I will haunt your butt, uh, logo with a cute little ghost saying heard that in a while. Yeah. I will haunt your butt. Yes. Uh, you can go check those out, get something great like a travel mug, a tote bag, uh, coasters, they, all sorts of cool shit. Of course, t-shirts and everything like that. So get something cool for yourself. Support the podcast. We love it. I'm going to try and get something new up there 
very soon. And last but not least, if you don't know already, if you're not already watching us on Twitch, head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. We live stream our podcasts every week. We go live. You can come hang out with us like these cool people like Slotty, like Etoy, like Zenny, like Wolfslore, all those cool folks. Chat with us live. Get in, get in on the show. It's great. And then also we do a live stream usually every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central. FYI, this coming Friday, uh, June the 25th and Friday, July 2nd. Uh, I will be hosting the those. Uh, those are on Fridays at 8 p.m. Central because I got shit going on, yo. Shit going on. I got a surprise wedding. I'm going to on on this Saturday. Hopefully the person is not listening to the podcast because you just ruined the surprise. I did. Also, they don't know they're getting wedding. Getting wedding. They don't know they're getting wedding. I drink. Can we talk more about that? Because that is an interesting concept. They don't know they're getting married. Oh, they do. I'm just being a smart ass. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes, cool. wait, am I getting married? You're already married. But you know what? Yes. Getting married again. Yes. <laughs> Double married. Is it Jared? It could be. Tune in. Good. Saturday. I will live stream <laughs> from the wedding <laughs> and see who it is. I knock on your door. You're getting married. Right. <laughs> the name of the show is called You Got Wedded. It's, I mean, it rolls off the tongue. You Got Wedded. It's yeah. like, huh? You got weddings. What? Uh, but this Friday, from the creators of the Masked Singer, comes <laughs> you've got weddinged. <laughs> from, from the creators of Duck Dynasty, you got weddinged. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, sounds terrible. Uh, but this Friday, uh, I'm looking to get a uh, crew together to play What the Dub. If you haven't, <laughs> Tint says, what the fuck? I'm not even in a relationship. Well, you're getting wedding. Um, this Friday, I'm trying to get a game of what the dub together. If you're not familiar, it's essentially like Mystery Science Theater 3000. Um, you get these clips from B-roll or no B-movies, not even B-roll, B-roll, uh, B-movies. And they eliminate some dialogue and you have to fill it in and then you vote for whoever's the funniest. So it is a real real uh great time and i can't wait to do it again so you know i'm upset that i will not be around this friday to do it because oh, i man. had so much fucking fun last time i truly truly love this game so if you are if you are around please join that stream because it is going to be so fun it's gonna be real here's the thing if yeah. you want to play along you don't need to own the game i host Bingo. it it's just like jackbox games i host it Put the code up. You join this website. You hop in. You you, you play along. It's great. Yeah. Etoy, please join us. I think you'll enjoy it. It's fun. It's super fun. It's great. We'll be silly. And Justin was a goddamn ringer last time too. Won four games. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, whew, man, it's crazy. Four, I popped in, ran, won four out of the five, and then yeah. I was like, cool, out. It's like I'm the '96 Bulls of this game, and I'm out. See you later. <laughs> it's great. All right, cool. That was fun. So let's get into some nitty gritty tonight. Let's talk about some stuff, some burning yeah. questions. Let's talk about Batman. Okay. And everything. Tell me about it. Well, let me tell you about Batman and something we like to call DC stopping Batman from performing oral sex on Catwoman. <gasps> what? I know. The DC apparently said heroes don't do that. That's bullshit. Let me tell you why. why. (laughs) DC is all about the DP. Uh, 
yeah, this was an interesting. I want that to be an audio bite. DC's all about the DP. It won't make sense. I don't nope. know. I don't know when we could use it. But goddamn, that's a great audio clip. Or maybe that should oh, be. A, maybe wait, that should be. A, that's a shirt. That's a shirt. It's, it's, yes. Instead of ACDC, it's DCDP. <laughs> Guys, and instead of a lightning bolt, it's just a zigzaggy dildo. <laughs> Or it's just it's just like two fingers like this going into <laughs> someone make that shirt. Or Jared has a good one. DC stands for don't kind of lingus. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> well, we found a new merch uh, idea. I'm sure that'll sell like hotcakes. Doug, you were just you were just looking for something new to put up there. Bingo. There we go. Bingo yeah. bango. That's gonna be selling like crazy. Uh, get get your t-shirts today. <laughs> right? Get your DCDP t-shirts today. Oh man. Uh so if Justin you you're a big fan of the Harley Quinn show on HBO. I very 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 much like that show. Did you watch it or not? I can't remember. I watched about you... 4 episodes and I just I I wasn't feeling it. it. I was like okay. I desperately I was like, this feels like it's made for me, but I'm just not right. feeling it. I don't I can't even articulate why. I just was like very not interested. Yeah, I uh, I I think it's hysterical. I I very much for some reason it 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 tickled me in all the right ways, and uh, I absolutely could see. So in one of the episodes, they wanted to have Batman go down on Catwoman, basically, and DC stepped in and goes, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa. we can't have that for a multitude of reasons. We have to sell toys. Actually, one reason we have to sell to we have to sell this, and it's." primarily aimed at youth and we just can't have that the disappointing to me because i honestly i think that it, it a it fits so well into everything that's happening in that show um i should we do spoilers here should yeah. we okay yeah, so okay if, you, if you're still watching the the harley quinn animated series uh you know and you don't want spoilers that's too bad so Harley and Poison Ivy end up together, right? So they can do uh it's it's interesting where they'll draw their lines. Like they're okay doing uh because there's been multiple I think there's been multiple references to some pretty vulgar sex things, and they've slept together, they've woken up in bed together, but to see Batman like popping up from going down on Poison Ivy. For some reason, Batman is the sacred character. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's I think that's odd because I loved as soon as I saw where the direction they were taking Poison Ivy and Harley. I was like, I'm in for this. This is fucking great. Like what a what a non-traditional route to take this story. And fucking a the fact that they were like, yeah, we're going to buck the system. We're just going to do this. And then to hear that they pulled the plug on that on Batman. I just I'm like, well, why? Why does he get held in such high regard? When they can do all this other stuff with these other characters, it's, that doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I I mean, I get it, Batman. I mean, who you, who sells more toys, Harley Quinn or Batman? You know, like sure, who makes but, more movies, yeah. Harley Quinn or Batman? Like, I get it. Like from a right. purely business standpoint, I understand most of their. I mean, their target audience is probably younger demographic, but how many kids are watching this fucking show? None kids is right? what the answer should be. Yeah, because right. Look, you already greenlit a rated R cart like cartoon about like I can't even begin to tell you some of the some of the jokes that they've done on this thing, and they're right. hysterical. Right. But 
they're super rated R. Yeah. So there's what, an like, R-rated again, Suicide weird, Squad coming out. Like yes, you know this line, this imaginary line that gets drawn. Again, to your point, I understand that they need to make toys, but this should have no effect on toy sales. Yeah. This show has nothing to do also, with Also, Batman isn't a main character in the show either. He's no. he shows up from time to time, but he's not yes. the main thing. So like I don't even see I don't even He's got a solid arc and like there are episodes that revolve around him and Harley yeah. going back and forth, but in no way, shape, or form is he 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 is a supporting character at best, hundred yeah. percent. Well, I love yeah. some of the comments here. Uh, Itoy says, in a quote, says, So we said, are you saying heroes are just selfish lovers? They were like, no, it's just that we sell consumer toys for heroes. It's hard to sell a toy if Batman's going down on someone. Uh, that doesn't make sense to me. I disagree. Yeah. I feel like that would actually, you might not be hitting the same market you're normally hitting, but I feel like the toy sales might go up. Also, and I'm just going to say this, if you don't go down on your partner, you're a dick. You're right. a real dick. Like... What was it that uh, DJ, uh, what is it? What's his face? The DJ guy, Khaled? Yeah, who was like, nah, I don't do that. I'm the king of my castle. It's like, no, you're an asshole. Right. Like, you're very selfish. Now, if your partner doesn't want that, okay, cool. If they're not into that, that's one thing. But if they're like, yeah, I would really like it if you did. They're like, no, 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 no. I don't go down there, no. but you go down there on me. Right. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah, if, if, if that makes me like Batman less, if he's just like, no, nah, I don't do that. <laughs> Just, I'm a billionaire. I don't need to do that. Now we've crossed into some very questionable territory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jared says the only part of Batman that isn't covered is his mouth. Of course, he, he'll have to eat pussy. <laughs> right. See? Tint says, I know the location of every nerve cluster in a man's body and a woman's. <laughs> <laughs> I was trained by Raza Ghoul. Itoy says Bruce Wayne equals Playboy, but not that kind of Playboy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Saudi also says, didn't they say that villains are free to have sex because essentially villains equal bad morality equals has sex? DC is run by Mormons. <laughs> it just seems again. I think the at the at the end of the day, what seems like the oddest choice is that you have greenlit a show that is rated R. Uh, it, it pulls no punches in any other, uh, in any other capacity. And for some reason, this was a sticking point. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. It'd be one thing if they were cutting a lot of stuff, but yeah, I mean, initially right out of the gate, you watch Harley Quinn smash a guy's kneecaps, you know, on a boat and you just, you see a lot of really insane shit right out of the case. But again, it's, it's again, super violent. But then it's like, no, 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 Batman doesn't go down. No, no, well, no, I, no, no. I think maybe does that go back to this whole the whole thing that we've talked about this before is that we are so prude in this country about anything that has to do with sex or the physical form. Yeah, we're fine with murder and death and killing and and that we'll show that all fucking day. But if it comes to sex or anything sensual or erotic, no, thank you. Yeah. You shut it down. And yeah. I, I, that is that is very much this country. I love this question, too, which is, it, does Tony Stark eat pussy? <laughs> Here's what I would say to that. In Iron Man 1, no. By Endgame, yes. There's a definite transition where he does. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. He's, yeah, he, uh, he learns. Yeah. Jared he says, does he eat pussy or just smell Pepper's candle? I don't know what that means, but. All right. This is getting odd. I don't like this anymore. <laughs> um. I'm shutting it down. I'm pulling a DC. 
no, but I do think going back to going back to the the violence thing. Like I I we have this weird obsession with where we're okay with showing the most horrific again, you can show torture porn, but you can't show just porn porn. Yeah. Well, I just I think it's so bizarre. Like I love everyone that weighed in on this too. Like there were some really great memes that came out of this. Um I saw something someone posted where it showed like Nightcrawler going down on storm. I'm sorry, like, I just scrolled down to Zack Snyder. Yeah, I right? did not see that in the, the first time yeah. I looked at this article. There's this amazing <laughs> there's this amazing Jesus drawing Christ. of Batman going down on Catwoman on a rooftop and like her eyes are rolling back and Zack Snyder just writes canon. Canon. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my god. Uh yeah. what was it? Some of these are really funny. Yeah, there's some really good ones. Like the Batman, the old school one, Batman slapping Robin, where Robin's saying, so yep. I was going down there, he's like, heroes don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I find that absurd. Oh, of course, you got the Anakin one. Batman doesn't go down. <laughs> without Batman, a fight, right? Without a fight, right? Just stares. Without a fight, right? <laughs> without a fight, right? <laughs> That's probably my favorite meme right now. Like, that one yeah. doesn't get old for me. Um, But yeah, it's... It's it's just I think part of this was taken out of context, to be fair to the people that said it. Um, yeah. I think, you know, their point being we have to be careful. But I think a lot of that is diminished when you look at what the Harley Quinn show is, which is raunchy, yeah. violent, sexual. And so to pull to pull back there, and like you said, to isolate that to just Batman, I think is really silly. And I think this is a bit overblown. But at the same time, this could have been easily avoided. You know, like also just don't tell the story. (laughs) Just don't tell the story. Yeah. Well, I think the other thing is that you, you have to understand that if, if you say no to this, any brand needs to understand that this is going to leak. This is going to get out and the internet is going to have a fucking field day with this. Yeah. There's no avoiding that. So you've already greenlit this R rated show. I keep coming back to this point, but, let let these creators i guarantee you they were not going to have a full-on graphic hentai there was not going to be actual intercourse happening you weren't going to see anything you'd probably see batman catwoman would probably be having a conversation and then someone leaves and then batman pops up and goes do you think they saw me yeah something like that it would have been funny it would have been implied and you couldn't even let that happen. I say, right? you know, fucking grow up here. Archer on FX had plenty of stuff like told. Sure. And this is on FX, man. This is on cable. You know, right. it wasn't. <laughs> and, and Archer toy sales are through the roof. Right. One yes. of my favorite scenes is when Archer is in a hot tub in the, the uh, Monte Carlo uh, episode. And he's like in a hot tub and he's talking to his mom and he like has an orgasm while he's talking he just goes ah, ah. and then like a girl pops up out of the tub later with a snorkel he's like wow that's amazing like he's <laughs> no one's whatever to make me finish it was so, i'm like and there was just non-stop like it was i mean but again i think the gender roles being reversed right it's a yeah. woman doing it to a man absolutely completely yeah. different than a man doing it to a woman which again is insane to me it's absolutely it, absurd it's fucking bonkers it really is and the fact that we've the fact that it has hit like again in the nerd culture, it's hit this fever pitch. 
I just think that DC needs to, uh, whoever made that decision, I, I think needs to really reevaluate really because if they finally allow it, that will be, that'll be a reckoning. And I think it'll be a, in a great way. Yeah. I, I, I know we're beating a dead horse here. So, but uh, Jared says, I want to see white, Batman wipe away a milk mustache ever popping up from between her legs. That doesn't even make sense, Jared. You're done. <laughs> Lock him. You're out. Time out. You're out. Um, I out. love, I love some of these other tweets. Batman began. I my dick in West. <laughs> Uh, I forgot about that one. Batman begins, but none of his ladies finish. <laughs> well played. Well played. Uh, so, yeah, here's to hoping Batman uh, goes down on some ladies uh, in the near future. Yeah. Here's the hope. Here's the thing. Here's the hope when Catwoman can get hers. Yeah, right. Because she deserves it. She, she does. Uh, another. I'm going um, to write a strongly worded letter. There you go. Strongly worded yeah. letter. Get some postage and everything and, and you know, mm-hmm. mail that shit. Mail it. Put two stamps on it. There you go. Make sure it gets there on time. I just realized what I'm drinking out of right now, too. Look this at that. Is, yeah. You know what? I'm not going to take another drink the rest of the night. No. Hey. Out of protest. There you go. Go down on that yeah. cup, Justin. There you go. Uh, I was going to do some sound effects. Never mind. There you go. All right. Uh, so. In other uh, kind of comic book news, um, the uh, Neil Gaiman's upcoming Netflix series, The Sandman, based on the comic, which I cannot fucking wait for. I'm so excited. Sorry, Slotty goes, for the listeners, that was a Batman cop. Uh, yes, thank were, you. I, I realized I was playing very much the Twitch thing. Visual jokes on an audio <laughs> podcast. Um <laughs> Uh, but but, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to the Sandman. Yes. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's such if you have not read this, 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 this is one of the first I remember uh, working at the hotel and I worked with a comic book fiend and I was slowly like learning about different things. But I didn't I don't know. I had a, I always always had a hard time like jumping into the Marvel comics now because it's just so much happening. It's so hard to yeah. get caught up on. Like I've I've picked up like the civil war comics and they just pull out the issues that relate to this. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, man. Like, I don't know who's this or what's that. And they're making references. I'm like, this is just too much. But I remember reading a I'm like, give me the top 10 comics of all time that I should read. And in there was things like Watchmen, uh, V for Vendetta, some Alan Moore stuff. Um, and then Sandman by Neil Gaiman. I was like, Ooh, what's this? And, uh, you know, bought the first issue and just absolutely fell in love with it. And I was like, I got to get through this. It's only 10 volumes. And or at least for the original run, there is a prequel, um, which actually I own digitally and I have not finished. I need to do that. But um, it's it's amazing. It's so good. I hate to say this because it might sound pretentious, but it's more highbrow than mm-hmm. your typical stuff. Um, oh, yeah. But in a good way, like it's very. It takes a very interesting, serious approach to some ethereal, interesting things. And I, I highly recommend it. It's very cool. Um, it does. It's excellent at callbacks. It introduces characters that get called back later that have, I don't know. It's just super creative. It spans uh, a whole length of time. It's absolutely fascinating. I, I love it. It's one of my favorite series of all time. So when I found out I they were. It might be one of Neil's best, best pieces of work. Which is I, saying I something. Thoroughly thoroughly enjoy you were the one i borrowed your your copies and and again fell in love with it i've actually gotten my amazon wishlist cart the the compendium there's three volumes and i i that's if someone's looking to get me a real nice gift uh i got those on there i i absolutely i was blown away and i think it was this might have been the first thing that 
the first graphic novel I ever wrote, uh, read. Mm-hmm. I think you, this is, you're like, okay, cool. If you're going to get into graphic novels, start here. Yeah. And my mind got blown wide open. Yeah. So good. Zenny says Saga is an interesting series too. I do enjoy that. I've read, I think most of that one also really, really good. Um, so I was, I've, and I, Sandman's one of those things where it's kind of like a Stephen King book or it's one of those things where it's like, how do you yeah. adapt this? And they were, they were trying to do a movie at one point with Joseph Gordon Lovett, like well, directing off and on for quite a decades. number of years with people like pitching ideas. And then like some have gotten close to actual pre-production and then they've pulled back and it's just been, it's been a, it's been a saga in and of itself. It's incredibly challenging i think to make this yeah. and i i completely get it it's i think nowadays it's possible i think netflix is a good place for it in a sense yeah. of how you can sort of this isn't something that moves fast in a sense of you know you, it's not a two-hour movie it doesn't fit in that like that stuff no. spans it, it's a perfect thing for like a netflix but um i'm super excited and they started announcing some casting choices which have been really cool um yeah the guy they've actually casted uh to play um Sandman uh, uh, Morpheus is like spot on way to go. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, some people start flipping their shit on some of these choices. Um, surprise, fucking surprise. Surprise. The internet has issues with something. Surprise. And I think one of the first ones was uh, who the cast is Death, which is Kirby mm-hmm. Howell Baptiste, um, because she's black and all the endless are white. And I looked at this, I'm like, this is a perfect example of how it doesn't matter to me. Like, seeing that, I'm like, yeah. They don't all have to be white. No. Like, based on the comics, you could have someone who's black, and I'm like, it's still effective. <laughs> yeah. I mean, initially, the, the art in the comics, their, their main forms, they're all pasty, like, translucent white, as if, again, as if they are like specters or, or ghosts or, or they're ethereal. So there's there. I don't think they were necessarily drawn or in my, my interpretation is they weren't, I never saw them as white people. I saw them as otherworldly beings that this is just the form they took. And in the comics, they take multiple forms too. people see them as they relate yes. to them. So that's the other thing. So true, and I think that's what's great because that's that's also one of the things um, um, I love so much about the comic is you see them, like at one point, like Morpheus is talking to, because there's a bunch of uh, short stories that exist, and he's like, takes the form of a cat, speaking to other yeah. cats, and just... Yeah, at one point he's he's a, a black man in Africa, right? Like he takes these different forms based on who they're talking to. Um, you know, they mentioned that death at one point is portrayed as an Asian person. So really, right? Yeah, race the, doesn't that's matter. A, that's the thing. They are of no race. They are eternals. They are these ethereal. They are embodiments of concepts. They're embodiments of death. Embodiments of dream. Embodiments of desire. Of despair. They're not. They're not people like yeah. they are. They are ethereal beings. Yeah. So they don't subscribe to race, which so the the concept that they have to death has to look like a goth, a uh, a pasty goth girl. Bullshit. Well, I mean, they've taken, Neil Gaiman agrees. Yeah. That's the thing I love is Neil Gaiman has, has defended all of this nonsense oh, yeah. that has come out because the other one was uh, Mason Alexander Park, who's a non-binary actor. Um right. 
was cast as uh, Desire. And some people were like, <laughs> they were all mad uh, about it. And I love someone posted that said, wait, people are mad that Desire is non-binary? This Desire? And they have this beautiful portrait of Desire who has very feminine face, but very, like, I wouldn't say masculine in a sense like they're ripped, but it's like, you know, right. it's a male sort of torso and arms but that was the thing like in the comic i'm an idiot i didn't realize that the first time that i read it which was i noticed that desire shapes based on what people are attracted to and they based are their desire they're very Ooh. much a non-binary because there were times where i look at i'm like wait is this a male or a female and i'm like that's the fucking point like that's right. who they are desire is does not know a gender Right. It, 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 it is whatever you want it to be. And, and it's the embodiment of a concept. And if anything, it's like this is a perfect casting because yes. you have a non-binary person playing a non-binary character. It's like that's spot on. Um, and, you know, Neil Gaiman responded to that tweet where someone's like, wait, people are mad that desire is non-binary. This desire. And he's like, that's the one. Yep. And then there's another yeah. one down where he goes. Someone goes, wasn't desire always non-binary and neil goes well yes but you'd have to read the comics to know that and the shouty people appear to have skipped that step yeah i love it because that's the same thing as like he also someone wrote why sell out just stand by your work or do or do you lack the intestinal fortitude it irks me more that you just that you just don't even give a fuck and neil writes mm -hmm. i give all the fucks about the work i spent 30 years successfully battling bad movies of sandman which <laughs> i can only imagine Oh, yeah. Imagine if this was like a spawn, right? So they finally mm -hmm. get it approved and they send it out and it turns out to be shit. Absolutely. And I'm sure they're just offering him. He has probably been offered piles of money, bags of money. And for him to go, no, because yeah. it's not right yet. Exactly. And so he also says, I give zero fucks about people who don't understand, haven't read Sandman, whining about a non-binary desire or that death isn't white enough. Watch the show. Make up your minds. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yeah, exactly. Let the show do its talking. Yeah, I fucking love that shit. And, you know, I I think people will be way more because here's the thing, like there's plenty of people that have not read this, that are going to watch it and they're not going to be affected by the story because this doesn't affect the story. Right. This exactly. casting doesn't affect the story. Can you think of a of a movie or a TV show where the casting did affect the story for you or it brought you out of it? I've got one off the top of my head if you want to keep thinking. Yeah, go ahead with yours because I am that's a good that's a really good question. Another phenomenal uh comic book series is Lock and Key. I cannot I cannot recommend that enough. The show sure. on Netflix is dog shit. And you I remember you not not being a fan of that. Part of that I attribute to the casting. Um okay. <laughs> Etoy says solo. <laughs> Part of that is the casting because one of the characters is like this older brother. He's a bigger kid that plays hockey. And the person they cast is a short, scrawny person who, to me, I was like, this is not this is not the big brother, the protector, right. whatever. I was like, I don't know. It's like him playing hockey. I'm like, this kid would get the shit kicked out of him <laughs> if he was playing hockey. Like, it didn't make any sense at all. And it's right. like, I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, this is this is the complete wrong and, and it gets to the point where sometimes I can overlook that stuff. And other times I'm like, every time he's on screen, I'm like, I don't fucking buy this for a second. Right. That this guy, 
is doing this. It's wrong. It's not the right casting. I think he's a fine actor, but I was just like, nah, it's it's not working for me. Uh, people are jumping in the chat here. Uh, what does Jared say? Uh, Grundy in Riverdale? I should have kept her as a 50-year-old lady and still had Archie fucker. Jared, I don't know what you're watching these days, buddy, but Man, good for you. Jared, you are. It's a very... Uh... It's late night with Jared. It's a horny morning over in Australia for Jared. (laughs) Fuck me, slutty. (laughs) I feel like that could not go better together. That was a beautiful combo. Combo. It was beautiful. That was beautiful. Uh, Um, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't think of, I know there's been, there's been things that I've watched that have, that I've gone like, ah, that's a weird choice. Yeah. Um, I you know I've never uh, I've never read the book I've I've read the the first um, the first of the graphic novel series of the Gunslinger, mm. um, but I always thought in just in my mind having Matthew McConaughey play the Man in Black, uh, I I for some reason. I never again never dove super into that character because I think there, he's only mentioned briefly in the or or they don't it's oh he's balls not, deep in the comic he's there he's Walter O'Dim he yeah he does all sorts of shit he's definitely oh, involved it's been a while since I, I always just but, but he can also change the way he looks he knows true, magic so yeah. he can change the way he looks off often I guess I always just thought McConaughey and that was an odd but I, I don't have a I don't have a horse in that race so yeah never mind I, well that was an example of one where I, where Idris Elba was cast as Roland and I was like yeah. fuck yes absolutely yes. like let's do that and I right. wasn't I wasn't against McConaughey I'm like yeah sure why not let's 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 see how that goes it didn't work sure. out but I was like yeah that's tough but I don't blame them for that that was just a no, poorly no, no, yeah poorly done fucking movie just in general i mean yeah i can think of ones where again people have been pissed off about like when idris elba was being talked about to play bond and yeah, everyone was freaking perfect. the fuck out and like again james bond if you if you subscribe to the theory which i do is that james bond is not a singular person james bond is a title that a special militant branch of you know the the english government designates someone as a 007 like that's so that's how throughout the years he's been able to continue on because different people have just taken the mantle. Very similar minded people, suave, good looking, very skilled, have taken the mantle of 007. So, yeah, it absolutely makes sense that Idris Elba could be 007 because 007 is not the same guy. And not only that, even it's if it was concept. the same guy, who gives a shit? Right. Does it, it doesn't really change anything? Change no, it doesn't. The only thing that would change is if he went to like, you know, was doing a mission in, in southern, you know, like Mississippi and they'd be like, you don't belong around here. And he still kicks their ass. Like, that's the only right. time. Still, I think Daniel Craig would stick out like a sore thumb in southern rural Mississippi. Right. Like, yeah. Although right. he does a pretty good southern accent and knives well, out and does. everything like that. It was very yes. good, you know. But James Bond does not. Yeah. Etoy uh, says it's funny. I love lock and ah. key. Cast it as they are. Then I went to read the comics afterwards. I couldn't. It felt weird. Yeah, the comics, again, amazing, phenomenal. The show is dog shit. Um, Etoy also says the last Airbender movie, but only I hated everyone. (laughs) All the casting choices. Jared Clarify says Miss Grundy was Archie's teacher in the comics. She's an old lady in the show. They made her young and had her sleep with Archie. That's gross. uh, Etoy 
that's the one that I absolutely agree with. Jesse Eisenberg is Lex Luthor. I I did not and still do not like him as that character. Every time I see Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, I here's the thing. I was all for that casting when I saw that they had the black and white photo of his head shaved. I was like, sure. I'm down for that. Yeah. The choices he made or the direction he was given for that character, completely absurd and not not at all what uh what I thought he should have been. He was so strange and I'm like that ruined it. So that's I, a great yeah. one for me. I yeah. that cuz every time I every time a clip or that movie or whatever, every time I see him in that role, it I get irrationally angry. Yeah, it's not good. It's not something I'm I, sure he's proud of either. <laughs> I would hope not. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. Slotty <laughs> says yeah. Jeff Bezos is of course the best casting choice. Yes. Right. What a miss. Guys, yeah. what a miss. <laughs> I think The Rock would have been a better Lex Luthor than Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> yeah, why not? That's hilarious. Well, because I also yeah, Zuckerberg was the right. I loved. I, I really enjoyed him as Zuckerberg. I thought that was great. Didn't really look like him, but yeah. embodied what I figured that 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 dude is. Well, because I thought they were going to take that route where you know someone who's like a Facebook esque person is the Lex Luthor, which I'm like, I sure. can buy that. And I can make those connections and everything. But boy, was that weird. Mm-hmm. So strange. Not what. Not what I expected. Not what I needed. Um, <laughs> Not what anyone wanted. Yeah, I can't think of anyone uh, any other ones off the top of my head. Like I know there are where I'm like, well, that was a that was a bad choice. You know, we're gonna end this podcast and we're immediately gonna go. That's another one. Yeah, if you're listening, we'll be hit us up on our uh, on all our socials and in our Discord and let us know what what yeah. were some of the worst. What were some of the casting choices in movies and TV shows that you that basically made you go, this sucks because this was the wrong casting, right? Because that I would love to read those because I know they're out there and I just can't because I, I think that's such a fun subjective thing to dive into as well. Like what about it makes you go, fuck, <laughs> no, I can't do this. This is weird. Right. You know, Shia LaBeouf is Indiana Jones's son. See, I can buy that, too. Like, I can Indiana? totally buy that. That doesn't bother me at all. I it's think just I'm a just bad movie. The movie. Yeah. yeah. Tilda Swinton is the ancient one. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I thought that was a good one. I know that may be an, maybe it's an unpopular opinion. I like it because now, granted, I understand they're in Nepal and it's a white woman, it's a white person who's taking on that role. I get that. You're on. See, exactly. He's. I'm also Asian. I totally get it. Like, it's an opportunity where someone else could have taken it, um, and they put a white person in there. So I totally get that that response and that reaction to it. Um, but I actually find found her, and I yeah, Toy says I just personally can't get past it. I totally get that. For me, as I'm like, as a white male, that aside, <laughs> that big issue aside, I found her to be like, charming. I'm gonna save you here. Stop talking. Because <laughs> I, I, for me, I was pleased it was a woman. I thought it was yeah. cool that there was a woman who was. Um, incredibly powerful incredibly knowledgeable putting someone like um dr strange in his place like she was phenomenal i loved her in endgame her little cameo there and she talked to bruce just her approach to everything was very measured and and it was great but absolutely and even better one was if an asian woman had played that that would have been pretty cool but you know 
Ben Kingsley is in the Mandarin. Well, he was in the Mandarin, so fuck off, Jared. <laughs> that movie still pisses me off to this day. Iron Man 3 is one of the few Marvel movies that has been the most forgettable for me because I've seen it once and a half. And I just don't give a shit because the twist in it fucking pisses me off. It yeah. it, it, it makes me irrationally it angry. Miss. It was a big mess. So bad. And I just remember watching... I remember watching yeah, the trailers and being so fucking excited. I'm like, oh, this is going to be dark. Right. Like you got the Ben Kingsley as the Mandarin, which also could potentially be, you know, also racist. Who knows? Uh, but well, I think Ben Kingsley playing Gandhi. Hey, there I you go. Ben Kingsley's been in a bunch of a bunch of roles where you're just like, hmm. John Wayne playing Genghis Khan. Uh, there, you uh, go. there you go. There you go. Have right? we just shifted topics? Have we did that? Have we changed it slightly <laughs> to racist castings? <laughs> Oh yeah, I am excited for Shang Chi for that because uh, I what I something else that pissed me off is they I love the one shot that came after that which was you know all hail the king where you get to see the epilogue of Ben Kingsley's character as the Mandarin in prison and I never watched that I don't think I've seen any any of the one shots outside of a strange things happened on the way to, to Thor's hammer or you, whatever. It was you sh- I think I said that to you. You should definitely check it out. It's 10 yeah. minutes. It's fucking awesome. And yeah. it, it, it essentially, um, it, 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 what's the word where you go back and redo something with it? It's, uh, it retcons. Oh, more yeah, or less. Yeah. It basically adds on. It's like, Oh, by the way, the real Mandarin is actually out there. And, um, it, and he's pissed. I'm like, Oh, but because they did that to me shows that they're like, we fucked up. Right. We let Shane Black do this. We fucked up. You know, like it was it was it was something to me where I'm like, fuck, fuck right. you guys, because, you know, you know, you fucked up and you're trying to right the wrong. Um, but yeah, Shang-Chi, I'm super pumped. Like, I I don't know much about Shang-Chi. I know we've had him in a throwdown, I think, with with uh, Iron Fist and some other stuff like that in the past. Didn't and okay. and I, I'm I'm super pumped. The trailer looks cool. I love some kung fu shit. I'd love to see that in the Marvel Universe. I'm looking forward to it. And the fact that the Mandarin, the real Mandarin, is there. We get to see what the Ten Rings actually do. Um, it's pretty exciting. I mean, maybe I'll throw it back, too, that the Mandarin's a pretty powerful character that has some pretty mystical abilities. And we hadn't really gotten to the mystical side of things quite yet. When Iron Man 3 came out, we had just started exploring right. space a little bit. You know, we had Thor, and I think Guardians of the Galaxy had come out by then. So I don't know if they were fully in line with the, you know, it's a guy with rings that give him magic powers, you know, sort of shit. Or eventually we're like, yeah, we've got fucking Infinity Stones, you know? Yeah, but so. rocks on a glove do. Yeah. <laughs> right. See? And then we got there. Yeah. And when we got there, and it was yeah. good. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's definitely, uh, yeah. Uh, E2 also says his superpower is Kung Fu. Man, I mean, okay. Is he also good at math? Ugh. But fine, fine. Ace representation in Marvel is still Asian representation. <laughs> well, well said. Yeah, and they did do. I think they did great with Black Panther. I, thought, I think they did a phenomenal job with that movie. Yeah, I'm really, 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 really curious to see where they go with the the sequel. I've I've got my theories. I know a lot of people online are buzzing about what they think is going to happen, but I'm very, very excited to. Uh, to to, yeah, to see where they would they take that with everything that's happened so yeah um, i think um i i black panther was one of those movies that i watched it and i was like that was pretty good and the more i've gone back to watch it i've loved it even more like i just sure. appreciate it so much more at what they did 
to just have such a great new perspective and it, it just Michael B. Jordan, his character is so, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, just the more I watch it, I'm just like, fuck, man, that's a, that's a really good movie. And my favorite thing is when Natalie watches it and gets to the part where it's challenge day and the people are on the, you know, they're on the things doing this. She does it back yeah. while she's watching. She does this thing as they're like the chanting. Moves. She yeah. starts shaking her shoulders. I'm like, it's my fucking girl. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 I, I think I, what I'm going to try to do with this next phase is, and I say this now, I will undoubtedly fail, but I, I want to try to go into it, not necessarily blind, but I, with, with the last 10 years, you and I, uh, to say that we deep dove and uh, picked apart every last thing would be an understatement. I want to, like, I don't know much about Shang-Chi and I want to go into this movie with the experience of the movie showing me the character like and i want to go into you know what what's going to happen in in black panther 2 don't want to read about it i want to go into it and let the movie show me what's going to happen and with doctor strange and i want i i really want to try to let these movies in in at least phase four let the movies kind of do their job and show me what they want to show me instead of me going okay let me learn everything about everything before and get all the theories and get like I don't want to fall down that hole this time. Now, again, I say that now, undoubtedly, that will that will go right out the window because I'm going to get super excited and I will spend hours on Wikipedia. I think that's a phenomenal choice because for me, I always like to get an idea of who the character is, what they're capable of doing, because I kind of like to have that. And I think when you start going down some of the more advanced advanced not the right more complex storylines like yeah, yeah. whatever's going to happen and then doctor strange in the multiverse of madness i don't know how much reading you're going to be able to do because what i've liked is the mcu has taken on a life of its own like as mm-hmm. we research our throwdowns and things like that there's the like, especially with marvel it's like there's the mcu page and right. then there's like the comic book page and they're right. different they're similar but they're not all the same like it's so and, and I appreciate that because I can watch the MCU and be like, this is where my attention is. I don't know everything that's going on in the comics because comics spans all sorts of shit. I'm like, also, there's, so hard those are wild. That. Whereas I'm like, I MCU, for, this is wild. I'm saying this, it seems more grounded than the comics in a lot of ways. So I prefer that. I prefer to to just be like, cool, I know what's happened in this universe. I can't go, oh, 20 years ago during this story arc. Uh, I don't know that shit. I'm like, well, I've, I've watched it from beginning, from Iron Man yeah. 1 all the way through. I've watched it. I know that universe, and I like that they've tailored it to that. They use the source material as inspiration. They pull right. some things directly, and other things they just are inspired by, it, and they create a new story within this universe that they've built. And I think... To that end, you can go into Shang-Chi and be like, I don't know what this character is. It's like, cool. Well, in the MCU, this is who it's going to be. And I think right. that's a safer way to go about it. Because if you do much of a deep dive, you might be like, well, in the comics, he's supposed to be able to teleport. And when he comes out, he's supposed to get advantage on his next attack because he's flanking them. And if he rolls a natural 20, he's supposed to get an extra D8 on that. And I'm not seeing that on the screen. This is bullshit. Right. Well, I think Marvel also has what is cool is that they're allowing for someone who, to your point, I, that's why I've not picked up some of the comics because I've and you and I have talked about this off mic too. Is like I, I go to you and I go, where the fuck do I start? Because there's just too much to. There's too much, and I know Marvel tried to. Was it Marvel or DC? 
hit the hard reset and they, they both basically have. they basically like in the I think it was the mid 2000s or something they started with an episode or a, a issue one and they started all the storylines kind of over again and went cool if you want to get into this we're going to reset everything we'll still have this line of stories going but we're going to start from one and we're going to retell whatever and we're going to have potentially new things and yada yada and that's all well and good it's still so much to get into but what the movies have done it's given people like us or like me the ability to go these are my quote unquote comics instead of reading the comics i'm watching this is my version of comics and whatever happens in here to me is canon mm-hmm. yeah and this is this is where i'm gonna that's what i'm gonna hang my hat on no and i i think that's that's what i appreciate too because the the comics they're a bit of a commitment i mean if you want to mm. stay up to speed on it and yeah. again for me i'd rather someone curate it for me or you know i it's like oh this is a legendary you've got to check out this like i went back and read nightfall which is when batman gets his back broken by bane yeah. and i didn't realize how fucking old that storyline is like i, I make really? that it's like when does this come out like the 80s the 90s like the, all the art and everything there was a lot of like the thought bubbles of them thinking about what's going on which i fucking can't stand and i mean it was fine i understand <laughs> if i put myself back to when this came out i can understand why it was so cool but yeah. it's like um We've talked about this, like seeing a comedian today from like 40 years ago. Everyone's like, you guys see this comedian. It's like everyone's built on top of that. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Bane breaks his back. Ta-da. Right. It was, it just, it, it just wasn't that exciting. comedians back in the day, you can get to the punchline before. So same thing with this. You're like, cool. I, I pretty much know how this comment's going to fold or unfold itself. Yeah. It's like, yeah, there's just a lot of things where I'm like, oh, there's this story doesn't resonate with me because right. of where I am in my life now. Right. And so. I prefer something that has like a different storytelling device or I don't know. Yeah. And Etoy says something good. Good stories are good. Just good stories. People just need to not get butt hurt. Right. Yeah. And Justin has, has definitely held me to task on this sometimes. Um, <laughs> just don't worry about your theories and what you think would be the best way to tell the story because this is how they told the story. So right. you got to you got to reckon with that. <laughs> Well, and I, I look at that too, like, and that's the other thing is at some point we may want to just crack this open and really dive into what makes, is, is there such, well, and we've, we've touched on it, but is there such a thing as a bad movie? Is there such a yes. thing as a guilty pleasure? Yes. And, you know, is, or, or are those things, is a bad movie just someone, is a bad movie subjective basically? Oh, for or sure. Or is there something that can be categorically just undeniably bad? Why? Well, yeah. Again. You have that thing where it's like, well, my idea for this would be this. And I'm like, that's great. Then write it. Because mm-hmm. like I've I worry as a as a as a, a you know emerging filmmaker, I worry that I'm gonna run into that at some point where, you know, well, this movie sucks. Well, it's the story I wanted to tell. So mm-hmm. fuck you. Yeah. How do you how do you poo-poo on someone's story? But there are movies that we all agree are dog shit. So <laughs> What's the qualifier there? That's a really great question. I think at the end of the day, if you're creating something, you just have to create it. Tell your right. story, right? And that's something I've struggled with. I, I have lots of stories in my brain, and I've always been scared to, scared to tell them. And now I'm starting to eat out a little bit more and try try to tell these things. And I'm like, look, at the end of the day, I'm just gonna fucking I'm just gonna do it. Like I'm just gonna say right. it. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna put it out there. And it, yeah. may, it may not be well received. Whatever. My thing is just like I want to make something. 
You know, like that's 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 on my bucket list is I want to I want to create a story. I want to tell a yeah. story and I want to be able to do that. And it's like whether or not people like it, I'm like, whatever, man. Do I like it? Am I proud of it? Cool. At some point, may I regret it? May I not like it as much? Probably. I do that sure. with most of the things I make. Right. You go back yeah. to the first time I made any sort of video. I was like, wow, that's dog shit, you know, or because I've learned so much more since then. And so sure. without a doubt, that'll happen. But I think when you're t- talking about a bad movie. I mean, it's always going to be subjective, right? There's always going to be one person out there that's like, no, man, Battlefield Earth, it's fucking great. You know, like (laughs) some people are going to dig it. You know, there's some people who say, oh, my God, I love this movie. And I go, cool. I know I won't like it because you like it because our tastes are just different, Jared. But I think what one of the most important things is in that regard, too, is just there's some things I do look at it from a technical aspect, right? Like this is shot weird. Like everything in Battlefield Earth is like at a Dutch angle. It's like, why? This is weird that this happens and is it something like um you know casting is it something right. that's like someone isn't emoting the right way or they're they're not delivering their line you're like god this is really pulling me out of the story is the story bad you know does it not make sense are there plot holes like that's what i was going to say is like if you take battlefield earth and redo the film mm-hmm. is it a good movie like if you if you level the camera <laughs> That's a start. Someone just someone just gets a leveler out and goes, cool. Now we're square. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if you level the camera and, you know, maybe get a new director, uh, you know, I don't know, recast, whatever. If you take the exact same story and redo the film, is it good? I don't know, man. That's a tough story. Is the story good? man? That's a that's a that's a tough story to tell, man, because God damn, that's weird. And maybe if you go back, maybe a movie's not the right way to tell it. Yeah, because there's a lot that happens in a small window of time. And that was how we told the stories. Now, there's so many ways, so many places to put that out. There's so many streaming platforms to tell these stories now that maybe that story is better long form. Right now, the problem is, I think we may just rely too heavily on long form. Sure. Or it's like lose the art of actual like film, like condensed storytelling. Exactly. And uh yeah, I it's I, that's a wonderful conversation, and I would love to dive more into it later. Um, well, I think we we've got legs on that one. Yeah, Jared, you're absolutely right. We do agree on Sofa's Predestination, one of my favorite fucking films. I rewatched that like a, a couple months ago. Still love it. These Final Hours, great film. Absolutely agreed. We both don't like Iron Man three. Very true. Uh, I think Thor two, in my opinion, is underrated. I'll say it. It's not great. But I think it's underrated. Is it one of the weak? Is it one of the weakest Marvel films? Yes. But I still enjoy it. I still watch it. I've watched it many more times than I've watched Iron Man three. I've watched it significantly more times than I've watched Iron Man three, because Iron Man three is dog shit. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Unpopular opinions with Doug Cochran. I. <laughs> So you 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 really don't like Iron Man three then? That is your least really favorite don't Marvel like movie. It. Really you, don't like, like you it. Hate Iron Man three. I'd say, in my opinion, the weakest is probably the Incredible Hulk with sure. uh, with Norton, which everyone forgets about. Uh, that yeah. one's not good. And I'd say Iron Man three, and then probably Thor two. If those were my bottom three, in my yeah. opinion, like if, and Do I, you I think I, Iron Man three is above Hulk. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I have so many problems with Hulk. 
in that I just skip, you, I skip through the movie to watch the Hulk scenes. That's a problem. Right? Yes. That's a huge yeah. problem. I could that not a give a shit problem. about Liv Tyler or anything she has to say about anything in that movie. Like, I cannot stand her in that role in that movie. It's so obnoxious and gross. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, the scene fight scenes of Hulk, I'm like, cool, let's watch this scene. And then I skip, right. skip, 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 skip. Like, I just don't care about anything else. That's a problem. I do the same thing with, with Return of the Jedi. I'm like, where are the Luke and Vader scenes? I just skip, 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 skip. Don't care about Endor. Skip, skip, skip. That's a problem. That's a real problem. <laughs> I ha- I need to go back and watch. I've not watched any of the Star Wars films in quite some time. Eh, well, if you have to. I do. I do. I have to. I do. Eh, I guess. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. 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 So you... Okay. <laughs> I was trying to set you up to, to say you hated it. but Say I hated what? Anything. Oh. Any of the Marvel movies. <laughs> I don't know if there's one that I hate, to be honest with you. I really don't know. Even the Incredible Hulk, you don't hate it. That's <sighs> fair. That's fair. You're, you, you, look, that's fair. Yeah. I appreciate that. You know what that's I hated fair. was Lock and Key on Netflix. Don't watch that. <laughs> don't watch that show. Save yeah. yourself the goddamn time. <laughs> you know what show you should watch, though? Hmm. What's that? So back on episode 15, if you guys can remember all the way back to episode 15, we Justin, how many uh, episodes ago was that? A lot. <laughs> hey Siri. <laughs> Do math. 303 minus 15. <laughs> so 288 episodes ago, Doug. 288 episodes, cool. 288 episodes ago. Uh, we had a throwdown that, uh, it was a, it was a, it was one of our messier throwdowns because we had two people go up against each other and it was decided very quickly. And then we're like, cool, let's do that person and someone else. And then apparently that was decided quickly go, okay, cool. This person versus someone else. And it was like a three, one person faced three different opponents. Um, but we thought based off of current movies being released and uh the topic for today uh we thought we would bring back the original version of that throwdown so doug let us know what it is this week's throwdown is black widow versus catwoman which one would someone go down on first go go well, Not i'll Batman. say this you know that the hulk satisfies so black widow's good Catwoman, she's a little pent up. I think yeah. she's frustrated. Yeah. But I think she Just likes saying. it that way. It keeps her frosty, you know? It keeps Ooh, her, that's keeps a good her, point. keeps that edge, you know? <laughs> I like this hashtag that's throwdown throwback. I love it. <laughs> yep. Oh, oh, good one. That's good. Um, um, yeah. So, yeah. Let's break this down. Uh, let's start with Black Widow. Let's start with her. So, Black Widow's abilities. So, she is a master spy. So espionage, stealth, disguise, infiltration, and demolitions. She gets plus five plus her proficiencies in all of those abilities. All right? We know that's true. Master, master martial artist. One of the best fighters in the world. Being trained at a young age in the Red Room. Was a top operative. She's mastered things such as Sambo, Hapkido, Lucha Libre style wrestling, Krav Maga, 
It's weird that they add that as a. Hey, did you? Uh, how you doing in your lucha libre class? Oh, I'm getting a right? C C plus. <laughs> I just I can't see through the masks. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, let's see here. Spear mastery. Okay. Uh, staff mastery. All right. Master acrobat. Uh, master assassin. Master marksman. And she has gifted intellect, so she's on par with Steve Rogers and Clinton Barton. So she can pick across information across multiple streams for threat assessment. She's a master interrogator. She's an expert hacker, and she's a pilot. And she knows a lot of different languages as well. So, um, yeah. Well, I'll say Catwoman uh, is a master acrobat as well. Um... Her feats have been so amazing that one could argue that her athletic ability is somewhat superhuman. So there's that. Uh, she's a master martial artist. She was trained by the armless master in martial arts and by wildcat in boxing and street fighting. She's dangerous, clever, fearful, uh, uh, sorry, resourceful fighter known for precise, agile attacks, speedy getaways. And uh, she's got cat like speed and reflexes, balance and flexibility. She's mastered the following styles, boxing, kickboxing, capoeira, taekwondo, hapkido, jiu-jitsu, dragon-style kung fu, and karate. And I think she's also got those little sharp claw things. Yeah. Um, she's got stealth. She's as stealthy as any large cat. Um, <laughs> she's been able to sneak up on large groups of people and other vigilantes. She take food off the table. You won't even see her coming. Um <laughs> She shows uh, Mark Process abilities. Master Thief. She'll steal your heart. Uh, she's one of her powers and abilities is disguise. Very similar to uh, Geppetto Disguisey in uh, The Master of Disguise. She uh, to pull off many capers. Catwoman resorts to disguises and aliases. She's she once posed as an old lady to steal valuable pieces of jewelry while on a cruise ship. <laughs> Later, ooh, that was a rough, not a lot happening in the writer's room. That <laughs> Later, she posed as a nightclub. I got to pause real quick. There's no, there's no uh, s- uh, source for that. So I don't even know if that's true. So I don't it's, see that linked anywhere. It's true. <laughs> um, and then she has feline empathy. She has a strong affinity for cats. Not necessarily that she can command them to do things. She just feels she likes them a lot. Well, it says feline species tend to flock to her, accepting her almost immediately. Right. Yeah. But she can't control them like Ant-Man controls ants. No, but she can befriend them and train them and form strong bonds with them. Sometimes they even come to her defense when she is attacked. Oh, there you go. Okay. So Uh, is this happening in an alley in New York in the 1930s? Maybe. That's the question. Right. Is that when this fight is happening? Slotty also adds that uh, she knocks things off tables. So she does. And she without she doesn't break eye contact. She mm. just. And then she'll go back for the next thing. She just keeps doing it. Dude, that was beautiful. We were perfectly in sync. I saw that. Yeah, amazing. I liked it. That's a good moment. Um, yeah, man, I look. Uh, <laughs> I'm I think we were spot on the first time around. And there's a reason this ended so quickly. Black Widow. Yeah. I mean, like there's you can't. She's she's the near perfect assassin. How do you go against that? Well, not only that, I mean, not that Catwoman hasn't fought some, you know, pretty powerful people, but like Black Widow, 
I mean, we've seen her fight, you know, um, the children of Thanos. Yep. We've seen her like fight Bucky one on one. Like sure. I just, I just think pure. This would be an amazing fight. Oh, absolutely! I imagine uh, acrobatic abilities uh, paramount. Like that, that at the front of everything. Like they would be <sighs> just flipping, flippy woos and dodging shit. Like they would be really good at both play defense very well. Well, not only that, I just imagine them like going to some highfalutin event, and you know, Catwoman's there to steal shit. And Black Widow's there to get intelligence, and they sort of like know, like they kind of pick up on each other, sure. And they assume the worst in each other, and that's where like they try to outmaneuver each each other. And I think that would be the yeah. interesting thing. But at the end of the day, I think whatever Catwoman pulls, I think Black Widow gets out of it. I think Black yeah. Widow's got that killer. Catwoman is definitely not lawful good in any by right. any stretch of the imagination. Black Widow has straight up fucking murdered people, like for the KGB and shit like that. Like she's She's got a lot of red in her ledger. Exactly, and she's happy to add to it. I think that's how it. I think that's how the the line goes. That's how Um, the line goes. Yeah, and um, I think just her overall capabilities. Not to mention like the weapons she has at her disposal. Oh yeah, you know she's got the stun batons. She's got all sorts of gadgets. She's got guns. Like Mm -hmm. I don't think Catwoman uses guns. She's got a whip. Um. So yeah, I think it's this is Black she Widow. She whip those bullets right down. Yeah, right. Watch out, watch out. Um, again, it goes back to Spider vs. Cat, as most things come down to. Right. Exactly. And you know, we got to say Black Widow for the win. Fun, fun fact about uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman yeah. in uh, Batman Returns. Yes. That scene where she's like whipping the mannequins. <sighs> off yes. she did that all in one take she nailed that like in her first try and because her suit was so tight she could only do scenes for like a certain amount of time before she would pass out because it was like constricting to her and she'd overheat and pass out so fun shit well, you know why i know that because i fucking killed it on the trivia game that i played for work last week and that was one of the ones that i was like yeah baby trivia master for that one time right here I love it. Woo! That was good stuff, man. That was good stuff. It was. Uh, Justin, what do you have to recommend this week? I am going to recommend on Netflix, The Kaminsky Method. I'm late to the game on this one, but it is so, so wonderfully enjoyable. It's Michael Douglas and Alan Arkin uh, and and a slew of other people. Um, But uh, Michael Douglas plays uh, Sandy Kaminsky, who is a renowned acting acting coach in Hollywood. Alan Arkin plays his uh, agent and it starts off at least as a, like an elderly buddy uh, thing where they're just on each other and they're both trying to navigate, trying to stay relevant in a, uh, an ever changing world. And it's someone recommended it to me and I threw it on the other day and episode one had me super hooked. Cause it was, I then the first five minutes I was watching it by myself. I laughed out loud by myself. And that's always a good sign when you can, when a show can, when you're with someone, you kind of feed off the energy, but when you're solo and you laugh out loud, that to me says it's very funny. So laughed out loud by myself. And then by the end, I uh, was like a little choked up. So it got, 
it pulls on both sides of the spectrum. And I was like, the acting, of course, you've just got, you know, powerhouses. So check out the Kaminsky method. It's only three seasons. Uh, the third season just dropped a, a month or so ago and they're done now. So it's very digestible. And then also uh, check out Ted Lasso. If you haven't, it is uh, ramping up for its second season. They just released the second trailer for the second season and it's going to come out in a month. And I'm very excited. So go get on that shit. This, Doug, episode, what do you got? this episode of my get podcast brought to you again by Ted Lasso. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, I have, uh, I'm about halfway through uh, season one of sweet tooth on Netflix. Um, okay. I recommend it so far. It's it's based on a comic of the same name. Uh, I will say that if you're feeling a little bit like pandemic out, uh, okay. that, that is a significant part of this show. Um, there was essentially a virus that ravages the world. And um, at the same time that happens, uh, all children that are born are hybrids. They are a part animal and part human. Um, and it basically society falls apart. Um, and, uh, these hybrids exist and it tells the story of one particular hybrid named Gus, who was raised by his father, uh, in seclusion and his adventures in the world. And it's, it's kind of cool. It's interesting. It, it has some apocalypse vibes to it. Um, I th- it feels like it's a PG 13 kind of show, um, in a lot of ways. And I, I enjoy it. I think it's pretty it- good comedy drama a little bit it's of both. drama it's 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 okay. drama there's some there's some light hard in it so i'm he like, does not play a comedic role at got all it. okay yeah um cool. and being a father and watching this it was a defining moment where i was like oh ah, ah. really? okay. i was like oh my god um but it's interesting um but i, I definitely I, I legitimately thought it was like a baking show when you, <laughs> welcome when you to sweet tooth <laughs> um but it's definitely um you know jill and i were talking about any movie that comes out right now that has to do with anything with the pandemic i think people are gonna be like get the fuck out of my face like i don't i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to watch anything about this because i've been living this with this for for so long so right um that is an element which it doesn't bother me too much but i'm like yeah it's pretty on the nose um people essentially getting sick and society collapsing it's it's definitely uh it didn't. It wasn't like, wow, what a novel idea. I'm like, yeah, I, I get this. <laughs> I understand it. A little uh, too much. <laughs> the production companies involved, uh, Team Downey is one of the production companies, so yes. Robert Downey Jr., and then DC Entertainment. So is this a mashup of <laughs> Marvel and DC? As that's true. I did see Robert Downey Jr. like post about this on uh, on Twitter, basically saying, like, hey, this is out. Go check it out. We're very proud of it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, he is definitely involved, but I'd say check it out. I think I don't know how many episodes it is, maybe nine or ten. I think I'm halfway through and it's been pretty enjoyable so far. So I'd also recommend season three of Narcos been out for a while. I watched the first two seasons and then season three hadn't come out yet. And I just recently went back and rewatched it. Fucking amazing show. Recommend it. Brilliant. Yeah. All of this available on Netflix, except Ted Lasso. Yes. Available on Apple Plus TV. That's Apple right. TV Plus uh yeah cool so those are our recommendations um that's it gang thanks for hanging out with us this week uh please do not forget to check us out on all our social medias at mind Gap podcast uh check us out on youtube find our mm-hmm. channel there like and subscribe we post all of our videos there as well as highlights from our show and please 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 be sure to follow us on twitch over at twitch.tv slash mind Gap podcast hit that follow button 
Uh, the notifications will turn on and let you know whenever we go live. We typically go live on Tuesdays and Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central. Although this Friday, come hang out. We're playing What the Dub, and you should come watch and laugh. It, it's going to be a real treat. Uh, and if we've got room, you can fucking play with us. How about that? We're going to include you. We're inclusive. Come play with us. Be there. You're in trouble, or I'll burn your house down. All right, Justin, uh, you exist in the digital realm, too. That's true. On Instagram and Twitter, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's a fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Stitcher, good pods. Good pods. Good pods. Uh, Podbean. All the places you can go find us. Verbal things. Um, go like us, review us, rate us, subscribe. All the all those good things, too. The big one that we want you to do is share. Um, just share us around. Let people know that we exist because, you know, uh, that means a lot to us. We like to we like people to know we exist. And then 2east8th.com slash mindgap. And then also keep an eye on all of 2east8th's socials. Uh, we're uh, every two weeks, uh, I think a new Chris and Matt video will be coming out. Uh, Chris and Matt just released their first one last week uh, called Dad Bowl 2021. It's a follow up from the Server Bowl 2019 that they did. And uh, it's uh, some funny stuff, some some chuckle bones and haha faces. So go check that out. Chuckle bones and haha faces. In your sleep. Uh, so with that being said, I want to say, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Twitch, thank you. Listeners, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.